You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, everybody, welcome in. Game three, Celtics Pacers. Loss. Not looking good. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I, got, I got a lot of complaints, guys. I got a lot of complaints. Where, where, where do you guys want to start? Um, I'll, if you've got complaints, I'm going to let you air, air air your grievances to start here, and I'm perfectly yeah. fine with that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start. I want to start at the mm-hmm. end with uh, I hate, 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 hate everything. Hate that shot, hate it. Oh, okay. A four okay. So we're on the you same page. Nine okay. seconds to do whatever you want, and you pull up from 35 yeah. feet. It, it's just ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. And what drives, me crazy, do what drives me crazy about it is, yeah, that you take so long to make your move. Two, I'm not quite sure this is the move, guys, because it's a one-point game. If it's a tie game, that's Just a different situation. Get, and, get going, and man. Listen, and listen, I'm one for Jason Tatum ISO. I, I like that. You know, I like for him to get those reps in, but I didn't think tonight was the night for that. I really didn't. You had other guys really stepping up here. Robert Williams, man, we'll get to him later. I mean, yeah, he, he also wasn't – you know, doing everything down the stretch that could, that should have benefited the Celtics. But at the same time, though, I'm not saying like, look, with Jason Tatum and, and when it comes to Brad Stevens' late game execution, what happened to the days of Brad coming up with those crazy plays? What happened to those days of when you were unexpected? You didn't know who was going to shoot the ball at the end of the game, whether it was Evan Turner or whether Isaiah. And listen, I'm not saying I want to see uh, Brad Stevens set up every other person for that last minute shot, right? But we've seen Brad Stevens pull out. Way better tricks than that, right? Marcus Morris, a la, you know, a couple of those game winners when he was still wearing his uniform. Like, he has those tricks. Why is he afraid to use them, guys? Is it too early for those tricks? I mean, isn't that time? Isn't this the time where you work out those, wow. those plays, the ones that you're really confident in? You are or, or, or is Tatum your Is that the best you can do? Is that it? Is that the best this team could do right now, the way they are, Look, the way they're 
progressing. Is that the best finish that Brad can do? Maybe it's that's a it. damned Maybe. if you do, damned if you don't, Josue. Everyone wants to see Tatum take the shot. If Tatum drives and kicks and Pritchard takes the final shot, everyone be like, what was that? LeBron yeah, suffered It's a one-point game, John. I don't know. LeBron suffered from this. I just want Tatum to get moving a little bit. It's just a it's a 35. I don't care if he takes a, a three-pointer or a or a pull-up jumper or 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 backs a guy in and shoots a turnaround. But a 35 footer. I mean, what's so Brad play calling doesn't bother you there? You just more you're more upset at Tatum. I'm upset that he chose to take that shot instead of working for something better. I, so, I, I thought this was a great opportunity for Brad to come up with something better than that. I, I don't know. Whether it whether it meant Tatum making the last shot, fine. But dribbling it out for six, seven seconds, that's not ideal. So one thing you notice about the Pacers, and they did this all night long, is they do take away that lane. They put a guy on the elbows. They put a guy on the low post blocks there. So it cuts off a lot of the cutting, a lot of the driving lanes that they had. And, man, Jalen Brown incredibly still tore through that and had a fantastic game, efficient, got to the rim. But I think in a late-game situation there, you don't have the cutting lanes. You don't have the driving lanes that you'd you know, you'd be running into three guys there. Now, could Tatum make a pass? but. He'd been turning it over on that. I still think that's the best look he can come up with there. This is, I saw it on TV, hero ball garbage, okay? Uh, it's it's an awful shot. I've seen superstars do it. I'm a superstar. I'm going to take that shot. It's a terrible shot. You think his teammates wanted him to take that shot? That's the I, shot everybody wanted to, wanted the game to end on? Again, I, I, I don't mind if he takes the shot, but that's not it. That's not the one. It was a tough shot. It definitely that was. Shot, He's capable of making shot, it. That shot. Well, you got to – I mean, this is the same conversation we had after Milwaukee. A tough shot there, and he makes it. Last-second possession's never going to be an easy, as I say, pick and roll, dump to the sidelines, again, open three. It's never going to be that easy. Okay, in the last these possession. are two games he's had the ball in his hands. And he's one for two. And this was – honestly, this was a better shot he's than like the player. He's like half I don't even know if that's one. one. <laughs> this is a much better shot. At least he had a clean look. Yeah, exactly. He, the, the one I don't know why. He realized that Giannis, Giannis knew it was coming. He was extended, and he threw a moon ball into the air. You know, like that was an that was a that was a worse shot than this. Yeah. So Brad's talking now. He just said they had emotion that got denied, and Tatum took a tough shot. So that's basically what happened there. That they had a plan A. And the Tatum he was Plan B there, and again I don't hate it. He's capable of making that shot. He's a tough shot maker. He's your best player. If you want to do something a little fancier, you go to Brown in that situation and try to get him some penetration. And if there's any second guess, maybe you use Tatum as some sort of diversion and get it to Brown. Because if we're you know through three games right now, who's the best Celtics player right now on offense? Robert Jaylen Brown. No, it's, it's <laughs> Jalen Brown. I mean, this guy's probably in no, the league. He's, he's like fourth, but yeah. Hey. Jalen Brown. In fact, look, things came easy to Tatum for a little while tonight. He looked like he could have cooked. This had this had the look of a forty point game for him at times. But what's amazing about Jalen is um, he could get anything he wanted anytime he wanted. He could get anywhere he wanted, and he only took thirteen shots tonight. It, mm -hmm. This is those frustrating games that Jalen used to have, where he clearly could get it going if the Celtics would involve him more, but he'd be the third or fourth option and he just go stretches without getting the ball in his hands. There is no excuse on this team for Jalen Brown not to get as many shots up as he wants in a game. It makes no sense to me. He, I, yeah, he was quiet after a super hot start. He absolutely needed, needed to, to be more involved.
Well, what yeah, I, love I, about- I, would, I would agree with that, John. I mean, we, like like Bobby had mentioned, you know, after the Bucks series, after the Bucks series, after the Bucks game, we talked about how that was a lucky shot. Me, John, I mean, John's consistent. He hated this shot in Milwaukee. He hates this shot. I tend to to stick with him on this. I didn't, uh, you know, we we said you wow. know, that was a lucky <laughs> shot. It was a lucky shot that Tatum hit in Milwaukee, and maybe that's part of his thinking behind taking the shot tonight. He sort of got that, you know, swagger mentality going where, you know, he wants to take that that big shot, you know, the Damian Lillard type shots, the step back 35 footers or, or whatever. And I don't know what the play was. I mean, Brad clearly said that was option B, apparently, according to Bobby. So I believe him. But is that really a, a good option B? I mean, you, you can't you can't drive your way to the hoop. You can't find a Jalen Brown or there isn't something like like Josue mentioned, you know, they didn't need a desperation three at that point. They could have taken a, you know, gotten a better look from somewhere else on the court, try to force overtime, um, get to the line, um, you know, something like that. So I wasn't super pumped with that shot selection. Um, and yeah, I mean, you want to see somebody like Jalen Brown maybe be a part of that play and get an opportunity because in a situation like that, we've his mid-range games through the first two and a half games or two games going into this one was on point. I mean, we were all talking about how his mid-range games looked. So I mean, in that situation, you kind of think that maybe he's a guy that has a better chance of hitting it, you know, between the, you know, the the paint and the and the three point line or getting to the hoop. So. Yeah, that's a tough defense to go against. It's Toronto's defense, uh, frankly. It's their assistant coach from last year from the championship team. They do that box and one. They pinch the lane. It's a lot of stuff that keeps you out of the driving lane. And frankly, I thought the Celtics were wildly impressive on the offensive night against that after some of the struggles they had against Toronto. Now, better personnel in Toronto. I don't think that Indiana has the best defenders in the world. Uh, so you would expect a better performance from Boston on this end. What, you know, what blew it for Boston? Boston tonight, and we're through three games now. They're the worst defensive team in the league. The defense is horrid. Their defense just has no life. Uh, they get blown away in transition. Every big shot they hit, it's a shot the other way. I think their rating's 122 the right now. transition defense is abominable. So the yeah. offense yeah, is working. Exactly they're, they're pretty much training baskets, it seemed like, in that first half. Yeah. So what is it? Is it the bigger lineups that they run out there? Is it how hard they're chasing offensive rebounds right now? I think that's definitely clear that they're all over the offensive glass and then just getting torched the other way. Uh, is there not enough Daniel Tice? Only 14 minutes tonight. He's part of well, you know, the actually, let's get to that. Uh, yeah. I mean, Brad, we? Brad said it after the game. Asked point blank, is something wrong with Tice? He said, nope. Williams was just our best big tonight, okay? Uh, I, I put a poll up on something. Celtics Twitter, not a ton of respondents, but yet because it was late in the game, but overwhelmingly, um, Robert Williams was uh, the, the the answer. And again, he's a fan favorite; it's a popular answer. There's no question. Again, I always That's take do the test. If, if you were if you were just dropped, you know, from another planet onto onto your sofa today to watch this basketball game, and this is the first time you saw any of these guys play, you would think Robert Williams was a far superior basketball player to Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice. Just tonight, in terms of his activity, his athleticism, he was all over the place. He was unbelievable. Yeah, that's a yeah, long-winded no. way of saying that he had a good game tonight. I mean, of course, <laughs> I, I think that's why he was in the game is because he was he was performing, you know, to that level of, of a level that a lot of Celtics fans and I probably imagine coaches that have been kind of waiting to see that sort of 
energy, I think you would call it. All right, this has been the Garden Report here on CLNS Media, brought to you by our exclusive online wagering partner, BetOnline. Go to BetOnline AG, use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% off on your first deposit. Once again, BetOnline.ag, promo code CLNS50 for 50% off on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. We might be having a completely different postgame right now. That was the game right there. So, you know, tip my cap to Rob Williams. I mean, that's the type of game that we've all been kind of waiting to see. And listen, if he can play like that, I'm fine with him taking minutes from Tice. Because, you know, Indy's got some big bodies in there. And if and Robert Williams has size and he's, you know, got young legs. And, you know, that's the type of uh, performance and player that you want in that situation. Now, he's not much of an offensive option late in the game, clearly. Um, but that's why you have guys like Tatum and Brown out there. That's where you want taking those shots. Anyway. I mean, he made the play of the game. I mean, it could have been. I mean, he made the steal, the steal. there. Yeah. You know, with the Celtics. Yeah, he was all over the place. It at was the unbelievable. Force yeah, yeah, how do you guys feel about Tristan Thompson not being on the floor? I mean, isn't this the guy that's supposed to be the anchor of the defense, the one that's supposed to take down, you know, uh, Bigs like Turner or whoever the opposing bigs are. I was surprised that I'm we didn't Bobby see him at the end of the game. And and then I feel like Indiana was like, oh, wait a minute. They're not going to call timeout. We're not going to call timeout. Let's keep Rob out there. Get the ball to Miles Turner. And that's exactly what happened. Boom. All Miles Turner in transition. Go to the basket. Boom. Foul and one. Yeah. All Thompson questions directed to Bobby. Bobby, did you send me the Turner graphic or no? I did. <laughs> it should be any text. Uh, okay. The, the – Thompson minutes are not great so far to start this year. It's part of it's he's alongside Tice. Uh, I think that just isn't a great combo for them. And switching wise, I think he's been okay. But overall, you know, too, a little too much isolation on offense. Defensively, I don't think he's been amazing. That switch that John called out that they almost got nailed on on the open three up at the top. Yeah. I think it was the second to last possession. He botched that one pretty bad. Thompson minutes haven't been great to start the year. And, you know, we mentioned the Turner block as well late on him inside. So he's limited right now. It feels like he's not 100% back from that injury. So a little more Williams, a little less him. I'm just stunned that Tice gets 14 minutes out of those three there. I, I mean, this was the best center on the roster a year ago. Are, you could argue that Tice was in Thompson's lane last year among the overall centers in the NBA. And he certainly had more institutional value to the Celtics for their defense and the cohesion with the other guys. I'm just like, why is he third on the leaderboard right now? I know Rob had a great name. You ride that wave, but I think we got, I think the reality, Bobby, is we got a little too high on Tice last year. And the reality is this is who he is on most teams, okay? It worked for what the Celtics needed last year with the lineup that they were playing. With the well, three wing, top five defense. With the three-wing lineup, a lot of length. You know, the way that that worked out there, they were able to make up for it other places. It doesn't work as well here. Um, and so, again, they were able to get away with a non-traditional center playing center and able to be okay because they were so switchable and they could do so many different things on defense there, and they can't do it um, as well this year. The reality is Tice is a jag. He's good. He's yeah, but how much does how much does Kemba play a part of that, John? Because let's think about it. I mean, if Kemba's out there, I think he's much more, a little more effective, or at least you would see him more often. Yeah, I agree to the fact that Steven's sort of scrambling here and and trying to uh, figure this thing out with his bigs. And I also think that Tristan Thompson, he wants him to get more adjusted to the offense. And the same thing goes with Rob Williams. And Rob Williams, of course, you know, in training camp, talking about he's more vocal. He's a leader in the front court. So I think all of that is is relative. I, I think he wants to get him more reps early on. But I also think that he's sort. You'll, you'll see more ties when Kemba comes back into the fold. I think there's there's a lot. Maybe I think here's the here's thing. Me. This is my this was my problem with the Turner with the Turner uh, uh, Tristan Thompson sign. Not problem. 
my thought with the Tristan Thompson signing was he it, it'll be game specific, matchup specific. There'll be nights where he plays 17, 18 minutes. He's going to be a six and five guy. He's not going to be a guy who's like a 25, 30 minute anchor in there. All of these guys are interchangeable parts based on who's playing well, like tonight was Williams, or what the game needs based on matchups. But Jimmy, go ahead. You wanted to get going. I just wanted one little one thing that you guys haven't mentioned. I think the real reason Tice's minutes are at 14, take a look at Grant Williams' minutes tonight. 22. I mean, that's yeah, a player that if you want to if you want to make a case for Tice playing over anybody tonight, it's not Rob Williams, it's Grant Williams. Yeah, you're and, right. And that to me was the interesting thing is because I didn't think Grant Williams had a particularly great night. I mean, I don't think he's had. He's had a great season. He's had a typical yeah. Grant. Grant, right? I mean, he had a typical Grant Williams night where I mean, he made he did a little bit of a little bit out there, and um, I forget who it was that blew by him in the closing seconds. That oh, it was Sabonis blew right Sabonis. by him and forced Rob Williams to you know commit the foul. Um, you know, if Tice is going to be in the game, and to be honest, he gives you better offense than Grant does. So if you're rolling with Rob Williams. I wouldn't mind seeing Tice in there with Rob Williams in, in place of Grant. I know. Bobby mentioned it. That 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 two big lineup has been brutal. Yeah, like I just it has, it, but those are these are two you different. Could, you could roll them out against the Pistons, maybe. Well, not this the is a tough team. You've had. You're right, Jimmy. They've played teams that because Durant playing the four with a traditional five um, in uh, in uh, what's his name yeah, Jordan. Jordan, yeah. And and then and then this and then Milwaukee's also big with Giannis playing, you know, in there as well. Uh, and then Lopez. Actually, these first three games play because their fours are so big, six ten, six eleven guys, and, mm -hmm. and they use traditional centers. Each of these three teams presents a, a, a situation where it's hard to go small against them. Um, and maybe and thank that's God why. They got I wonder Thompson. if the two big lineup lasts past this Indiana game. I'm, I, I we'll see. The, I pass the next Indiana game. Yeah, and that, apparently that's the Naismith thing too. Uh, the, or Naismith, they mentioned that before the game as well. Who's, that, who's he? Uh, Brad mentioned that before <laughs> before the game that they they're going against bigger, tougher teams, and that's not that's why he's not getting the minutes right now. This all goes back to that fifth man problem. We talked about Green, we've talked about Tice being that fifth guy in the rotation. Grant in this game heavily that fifth guy in the lineup. They can't hammer down that spot right now. It's not semi, and this is the Gordon Hayward spot in the lineup that they you know just don't have a replacement for right now. So really. Tice, X isn't the answer. Uh, they, they might not have an answer on the roster right now. Is it Payne Pritchard? Do you go three guards? That's a that's a possibility. There, there is no answer. This was why we were so you know apoplectic when Hayward left. Is there's no replacing him. There's not a there's not that next guy down who's going to give you minutes that are even comparable to what he was getting. You're talking about a top fifty NBA player. And, and I mean, and, and an all-star caliber guy. And the next player down is Grant Williams or Semi Ojale, who are barely rosterable players. You know, like, I'm sorry, but I mean, that's the fact. These guys are low-end rotation guys. <laughs> so, Grant, you know, am I wrong, Josue? Grant was bad tonight. Barely overall, you guys are wrong. Maybe, maybe for a championship contender or a top team, but geez. <laughs> I you mean, know rotation players, rotation player. I would say not rosterable. They no, they can be on the roster. That's okay. Rotation players, okay. 
These, these <laughs> Semi Ojale is not a rotation player on a, on a on a contender. Well, he's a defender. So if you're talking, it's you not. want you want defense in the rotation there. That's that Grant struggling that aspect right now. Maybe play Semi a little bit more. But Grant, we're all in agreement there that his are a little too high right now. I guess the fascination with him is the secondary passing out of the sidelines. I think that's been fantastic from him. He hits it three late, but if we look at the final score, one hundred eight, one hundred seven. He went to the free throw line after that offensive rebound and missed one, a critical free throw late. So Grant was probably the worst Celtic tonight, uh, him or Jeff Teague. I mean, Jeff Teague just eight, nine free throws in the bonus there in the third. Instead, he's 0 for 6 uh, overall. So another nothing night from him. They're just searching on that wing position for who can be that fifth guy, and no one's stepping up right now. Yeah, but I don't blame you know, I don't blame Bradford trying with Grant. I mean, maybe he's trying a little too hard, but I mean, if you look at his skill set and you compare him to the other options that Brad has, would you do the same? I mean, you would. I you would. Want to try I to would. Especially offensively, his offensive skill set. He's the he's the only one out of those three guys that you just mentioned that can score in at least a couple of kind of ways. I mean, he's not going to put the ball on the floor, but I mean, he has a little more versatility compared to Javante Green and. <laughs> That floater attempt he tried was so ugly. <laughs> but, yeah, two for four, decent night for him. He didn't even hit anything on that floater, right, Bobby? Like, he didn't yeah. even – it was a straight air ball. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah, again, offense not the issue tonight for him either. Two for four. Defensively, he was a mess. You talk about the Sabonis play. When guards get onto him, he gets torched. It's it's not oh, good right he, now. Because that's the problem. I mean, he's – no matter what, he's, to, he's not big enough, strong enough – to hang with Biggs when he's playing in that four-five position, so he's going to get bullied there, uh, and he's not quick enough to stay with a wing. I mean, he's just no matter what, it's almost always whoever he's guarding is a mismatch. It, it's uh, yeah. he's just he's really ill. You know, there's there's no home for him. You know, he has to be able to do. Again, we asked, we were talking about on the text thread, what's his plus skill? Three point shooter right now. That's Passing a plus. I mean, he, yeah. he has been a very efficient three-point shooter. Going That's back his version that. of a plus. Yeah. <laughs> one of those, one on of those skill sets got a plus, an NBA player. Yeah, he, he does a little bit of everything. That's his a thing. little, a little bit of everything below league right. average. <laughs> Mr. Pat, he does a little bit of a little. That's bit. the fact. Baby doses yeah. of a little bit. <laughs> he's you know he's gets, below average at almost everything. Yeah. You know who gives you, <laughs> but not you terrible at anything, though. Not, not terrible. Awful. He's fine. He's okay. Not off at any of those things, though. You know who gives you 30 minutes tonight against the Pacers if you had him? Miles Turner. <laughs> and we're not talking about Rob. We're not talking about Grant Williams if, if Miles Turner's on the Celtics right now. So how about Dougie Buckets? I was more into McBuckets. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dougie I'll take a vote. I, really, I still take that the, Let's say this, okay? Couldn't stand to even discuss was Dougie McBucket in round one. Okay, this is round one of the Turner. Uh, so basically, this debate we're going to be having all year, right? Yeah. It's it's going to be the the Turner McBuckets versus Thompson and the TPE. That's right. <laughs> Could have been yours. Yeah, exactly. That's, been yours. that's that's the WWE. That's the tag team matchup. <laughs> We're going to be running it all year long. That's we got round two in two days. It's perfect. Turner and McBuckets round one versus Thompson and the TPE. Who's the winner? That's the difficulty <laughs> of well, this. That TPE who wins round here. one. <laughs> round one goes to Turner and and McBuckets by far. Not even yeah. close. Big time. Think of it like this. 
Turner and, and McBuckets, 26 points, eight rebounds, three assists, uh, three steals, five blocks by Turner, by the way. Um, elite shot blocker. Always, you know, has been for a few years. Let's let's be real because we, we we give we give everyone a hard time here. Okay, Turner, Turner's Turner has no semblance of an offensive game. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he looked drunk to start the game, and his three point <laughs> shot is he his his the the release on it is different every single time he takes it. It's like me golfing, you know, like and I he change, loves taking them. I change it every single time, you know, like I'm constantly changing my swing. His jumper looked different every time he took it, you know, like he's. That's a weird, ugly-looking shot. Big moon ball, you know. He's better. He's better in the block. A little, much better he in the is, mid-range. He's but when you have when you, when you have Sabonis on your team, though, I mean, you're not getting any little touches anymore. That's not the window. Sabonis you know? has polish, you know. Like he's Turner there, has. Oh, no, no game. my point is, my point. When you have a weapon like that, you're not going to get any more touches anymore. Like that's it. Like you have an established score, so you know it's tougher for him to get his touches. Yeah. He gets touches. He just jacks them away with threes. The problem with the the three, too, he can't wait to shoot it. When he's back there, as soon as it touches his hand, it's gone. Like, he really wants to beat that guy. But, John, that's what Brad likes. But he's not good enough. He wants to get a tight. His percentage is up slightly last year, but he's still not – he still doesn't hit it at a good enough clip to be back there. The ball's in his hands a lot, and it would be here as well, and it's a zero-assist game from him. He doesn't run the offense great from the high post, and I I still think the reason this trade doesn't work is because a player like him, excellent shot blocker, we now have a five-block game, an eight-block game. game. But you're paying $18 million for a shot blocker when you have Rob Williams, when you have the possibility. He has five blocks, and his his blocks per game went down. Yeah. (laughs) So like I just I just don't think it's worth it. They get flexibility from not trading Hayward and not adding yeah, this. Eight and four. Here. I think he's eight four five. He was averaging six blocks coming in. Is five I get, blocks. I get what you're saying, Bobby, but like, that's just that just sounds fun. You know, I, I've been we've been watching Celtics for years and we just never seen something like that. But the closest thing is what KG. You know, it's sort of like, this is why we got so excited about Jeff because it's like. Wait, is that Eddie? We haven't seen these guys in so long. Like, you know, a, a, a shot blocker and a, a knockdown three-point sword that can just come in and, so and light it up. Let's imagine this game if the trade happened. Sean Williams could have been that guy. Gordon Hayward scores, <laughs> you know, 25 to 28 for the Pacers tonight. Pacers win a close one. Shut up. And Miles Turner is jacking threes on the Celtics side. We'd be losing our minds. We'd be having the Miles Turner. Oh my God, did they get screwed over in this uh, trade? Everybody gets to do whatever they want here, and it's okay in in the Boston (laughs) office. Yeah, yeah. As long as you want. Right. That's what worries me too with him. So, like, I just never want anything to do with him. Brad's gonna be thrilled. Do do what you want on offense. It's all you shoot if you want. It's what makes you confident. Do you want that ISO Turner you were talking about? You want to do that? Let's do it. this is the problem with this right now. We're getting all the games out of the way early, and there's no TP arrival until later in the season. So this one's going to be hard to judge. It's a hard debate to have. And Thompson, know. Thompson's not right either, so it's tricky right now. But this is a Pacers team that's been honing themselves for you know a couple of years now with this group. TJ Warren still looks like his bubble self. I thought he was fantastic tonight. That's a good team. I don't agree with Jimmy that they would beat Boston in a seven-game series, but they're a playoff team. Some people didn't have them in the playoffs. That's not the they're question. Let's, playoff team. let's ask everybody. I'll ask Jimmy first because I know I mean I know the answer, but I mean the question before the season was where do the Celtics kind of slot in? And again, all of the caveats, you know, and disclaimers ahead of time. It's three games. 
things change. We're not judging the team based off of a three-game performance. But just looking at this team and its roster and looking at other teams, where do you think they slot in? And there's a lot of NBA experts that still had the Celtics in that upper uh, echelon bubble, you know, of the one, two, not one, two, mm-hmm. but I mean, it felt like it was, there were no, really no lower than three in most people's estimation. And for us, I was thinking more in the middle of the pack, closer to teams like Indiana. So Jimmy, I'll start with you. I mean, is there a huge difference between these two teams? Granted, it's a one point game tonight. No Oladipo, no Kemba Walker. Call that a wash, I guess. But I mean, what do you think? No, absolutely. And I got I got bashed in the comments by saying you're not, yeah, you're not facing roster. all the Celtics. Yeah. No, I didn't I I I had him right there, but I said I I was like, I think Indy's roster is better than the Celtics roster right now. Oh yeah, that's what you on, said. That's what you know, said they, they have an excellent coach too. You they really that, yeah. do. I you like coach, this guy. Yeah. I got bashed, but I think now, you know, like John said, we're only a few games in. But if you're still sitting there and thinking the Celtics are a two seed and the Pacers are a seven seed. I got bad news for you, buddy, because it's not that far. You're not that far off from the Pacers right now. Right. This would be a coin flip seven game series. And it wouldn't shock mm-hmm. me if the Celtics would beat them for, you know, in five games or whatever. I mean, right. it, it's absolutely yeah. possible, but you wouldn't with confidence say, oh, yeah, they got this. It's a good, this is a good enough team to absolutely give the Celtics trouble. Uh, you, I mean, this felt yeah. like a pretty balanced game. Celtics yeah, went in as two point who- favorites and they lost. I feel like the Celtics fans who don't think that the Indiana Pacers are anywhere near the Celtics are the same ones that had the Celtics slotted at number three in the East. You know, let's, let's be real, guys. That's not the case, not before the season started, and it certainly isn't now. I put the Celtics at fifth, and I think Indy is probably sixth. They're right there. So I don't understand where this gap is coming from, or maybe this is before this game. But if you still feel that way after what you saw, I mean, I don't know what to tell you because the Indiana Pacers, they one, they did it again. I'm glad you brought that up. They did this without Oladipo. Who has a lot to prove after last season? And two, they were they made them uncomfortable. I mean, the Celtics really had to fight for this. They tacked on 39 third quarter points. If the Celtics didn't get on that run right before the fourth quarter, this thing could have been out before you know before it even got to the, to midway through the fourth quarter. I give, I give the Celtics for fighting, though. I, I do. I, I give them credit for that. But Indiana Pacers, they're not that far off. 60 points in the paint for Indiana. They're gonna get they're gonna get Oladipo back too for the next game. So yeah, there's their front line. Thirty nine without Oladipo. No sleep on Brogdon. Okay, fifteen second half points, and he made it look easy. When Marcus Smart went down, I was like, if Marcus Smart didn't come back, I like that team. I want to go back to the conversation we were having in the off season. It feels like everything centered on Turner as the only option because that's what the reports were late. But mm. earlier in the offseason when they were talking about Oladipo, theoretically, for a Hayward trade, and everyone's like, I don't know, redundancy with Kemba. Like, are we kidding? You think the Celtics wouldn't have been better with Victor Oladipo on this team? I'm just – I'm baffled by the thinking that people were going through here. It's like like you had the luxury of picking which, like, really good player you Is would get. Is he out there tonight, though? Huh? Is he out there tonight? Is I mean, that's Kemba? Well, that's true yeah. too, but it wasn't it wasn't Kemba for <laughs> Oladipo, you know. And no, if, we're being, but if we're being if we're being honest about it, redundancy with Kemba and Oladipo. But again, good players are good players. You get them wherever you can get them. The problem right. with the Celtics is not enough talent on the team beyond the, the 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 first few players on the team, the first three, four, five guys. I mean, there's just not enough talent right now. You're you're digging deep. You got Pritchard playing twenty plus minutes every game right now because he's. <laughs> Just in in pure talent, he might be the fifth most talented player on the team at this moment. Yeah, that one's tricky. I, I don't he might, think he it, might be right. 
Yeah. I don't I don't think a deal would have got done there without Turner. Oh, like, he's like some people. Come on. It's, I, not I about just, the deal. it's just about the fact that Celtics fans were like, well, we don't know if we really want him. By the no, way, no, I don't want Celtics, him. Celtics are going to have to treat Kemba the same way that Pacers are treating Oladipo. He's going to play every, you know, he's not going to play back to backs. You know, there's going to, when Kemba Walker comes back, he's not just going to keep coming back full force. Like, he's going to have to take games off, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, John admitted the difference here. There's structural damage with Oladipo. They're struggling to get back from two years going now. And Kemba just feels like more of a management thing. I'd rather have I Kemba than totally Oladipo. I totally disagree. I think Kemba, in fact, structural with Oladipo, and he hasn't regained his full athletic form, whereas uh-huh. Kemba's is degenerative and will continue to get worse over time. It might be managed to the point that you don't see the drop-off instantly, but I'm extremely worried about Kemba being this is arthritic this does not get better okay and they're doing Hail Mary treatments now I think they'll get him back on the court but I think I don't know that we'll see we'll see but I think again this is the type of thing where it doesn't get better you're hoping you can just stop well, time now, you'd be bit. talking about two guys in that position with the Hayward uh, you could all I'm saying yeah. is we're just speaking mm. to the talent level on the Celtics right now right, clearly right. this is what we're looking at is you're looking for that lineup and and and, and once you get past uh Jalen Jason and 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 Marcus I don't know who you want on the court no, it's a bad bit, but that they got the flexibility and they got to make a move down the line. Here. You're starting Thompson long. and Tice, no and neither one was good enough. I mean, to so, no, you, you, know, you mean you mean for trades, right, Bobby? Yes, I mean they have flexibility to make moves down the line. They got to do it, and they got to do it right here. But we're not judging this trade off today, where Thompson's barely healthy coming back, and the Pacers are who they're. You know why the we heard all this noise about the Pacers over the offseason? because they would be the perfect team right now with Gordon Hayward. It would solve all of their problems, and they really need to get it done. And they didn't, and they're kind of stuck as a roster right now because of the fact that they didn't get it done. I mean, you look at this roster right now with Turner. Uh, gone and Hayward in, who's scoring 28 points in Charlotte right now. I mean, they'd be a top half East team. So all that noise was coming from the Indiana side. They needed to get this done. Boston, it was like, you know, Oladipo's not great. Turner's not great. Doug McDermott, is he solving all the... We're talking about defensive issues in Boston, not offensive issues. So I'm just sick of hearing about all these... Well, Doug McDermott's starting on the team right now. He's an offensive shooter. Yeah, he doesn't give you anything right on defense. I'm asking you, right now on this team, would he start? Probably not. Yes. Oh, I had a nice in this lineup tonight. Yes, he would have. Especially because of the size. Yeah, I think so. But size also, and the ability to score. The more I think it, about it, guys, gonna, or, yeah. I feel like the more I think about it, or more the, the more as, as time goes on, was TJ Warren a, a breaking point of that trade talks? Because I could just see Danny being like, just just going for it. I want TJ. And they were like, no, we're not giving you CJ. And he just like, no, what, forget <laughs> He's it. the only good piece out of all those guys. Oladipo's broken. Turner's not good. I, just, I don't know why, man. I get this gut-wrenching feeling that, that he just got upset that he did. He wasn't getting TJ Warren and said, you know what? No trade. And maybe that bites in the ass. Maybe it doesn't, though. We still have time to figure things out. But right now, this is going to – they're not going to use that TB within the next couple of weeks. You have to wait to see. You know, I'm the telling you point. right now. You have to wait to see how other teams are going to pan out and hope that, you know, some players come become available that can address at least the wing position. Yeah, maybe they can go get a McDermott type. <laughs> call call to the end a couple you guys are unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> McDermott's a good shooter, and that's it. And he makes he's $5 million. He's not nearly bucks. as bad defensively as people say. He's fine. He's not a star. What we're saying is right now this team has no offense, okay, beyond, uh, you know, you know, the beyond guys that – 
Right. right. Yeah. The big. You know, it it would have been. It would have been great to get Warren and uh, McDermott, but that trade probably wasn't there, and it seems likely Warren was off the table. Like this, all just goes back to Turner. Did you want Turner? The Celtics say no, and there's no deal there to be had. Oladipo, you can maybe second guess that one, but like I, I'm just still imagining this world tonight where Hayward's on the Pacers and Turner's on the Celtics, and it probably could have gone worse than what we saw tonight. The way Hayward no, probably would have feeling on that. Bad, Bobby. You do you see what Hayward's doing in India uh, in Charlotte? I mean, he would have been fitting in on. I'm saying for Boston, yeah. for Boston. I mean, what does Turner really add that you don't have right now? Like the center position's been fine for them. The scoring, scoring yeah. they need scoring. more scoring. He had what eight points? Well, because he, because he doesn't. He it's pretty clear he just doesn't fit. Brad's relying on Grant the right way on that team. Anyways, we can't go down this road. I'll, I'll, I'll no, we're going to do it. And then we're going to do it again. When the <laughs> again. On Wednesday. We get to do it on two straight I always, like, I, I'm, I, this is the last thing I'll say about it. All right? I always say, and I said we get to those months ago, or whenever we first started this conversation, right? It's not, I feel like, Bobby, you're focused more on the players, uh, their talent and their contracts. Not more about that. It's more about what they do and what the Celtics badly need right now. You know, yeah, it won't put them way up the top or whatever, the food chain, but it could really push this thing along quicker than we're seeing right now. I know it's still early, but at the same time, it's just you watch those two guys tonight, and it's like, again, what I said, it's like they could have been on the Celtics, you know, or maybe it, it was one player away from, from getting it done, and maybe that would, would, would answer some of these problems right now for the Celtics, short-term problems for the Celtics. I'll listen up. I listen to Oladipo. Turner's not short term because he signed through 2023, and that matters. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not crazy about Oladipo. That's, that's John's guy, but yeah, uh, okay. I, I'd give you Oladipo because there's star upside there, and may, you're flipping damage star for damage star. Maybe something works out there. It's a one year deal. The thing I, I don't think I, any bad combination between Oladipo, <laughs> freaking McDermott, Turner, which two of the three? I'll take. I I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I for a guy like Turner, whose values definitely shaky around the league, that 23 thing really did matter. If you're carrying around 18 million, paying tax this year too for Miles Turner, it just wouldn't have been good team management. Like we talk about Danny letting Hayward go for nothing being bad management. Would have been even worse to pay for Turner, uh, have that stuck on the books for three years, and be in the tax. For Miles Turner, Like, are we seriously talking about Turner being a – difference maker in this team being, you know, maybe a four or three seed, but he's not getting them back in contention. That's again, you're just, the issue is you, know, you, you don't just trade for anybody just because and start paying tax. You got to be a contender and miles turn. Are they? Will they be with a TPE? Do they, they have any trade assets to get better? Do they have draft positions to get better? The Celtics, the reality is, the Celtics have very few avenues to get better. Very few right now. The right TPE now. is not that avenue. The TPE is a couple of guys who are going to be quality uh, rotation players at best or not used at all. Okay? That's it. There's nothing to getting better yeah. after that. That's the point is – it, in a different world, it makes sense when you're hoarding assets and you're like, we can move things later. And this, they're gone. There's nothing left. There's no path anymore. So you have to take some swings uh, and and see if you hit or else accept this, which is picking in the middle to the late. Uh, now picking in the 20s in the draft with Neesmith and Romeo and Rob Williams and Grant Williams and a TPE as, the, as what you have backing up your stars. 
that's not great. So if we go the other way, you have Turner, who's negative value, puts you in the tax, probably not a trade asset. How did you have we McDermott, get the negative value? <laughs> he's an $18 million, he's an $18 million shot blocker who signed for three years. Who's going to want that? Yo, why are you making it sound like he's freaking Bennett or, or, or like <laughs> ben Greg Oden, Greg Oden, Greg Oden in like his third season or something? Jeez, like look at what he did. T- he's three for, he bet it. He's three for ten. He's an okay rebounder. He's a great shot blocker, and he makes eighteen million for three years. And then you talk about McDermott, a guy on a one-year five million dollar deal. He might help your bench a little bit right now. But what we're talking about with the Celtics, a rental, uh, yes, I'll take a rental. And what they ended up doing, they have Thompson, who I still think is going to be a great piece, and a TPE that allows you to trade for anybody. That's vital flexibility. Uh, we got some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump around here. Um, this is gonna be a war all year long. <laughs> this is gonna, look. I don't think Turner and McDermott, Turner and McDermott, don't make you a contender. Neither does the TPE. Losing Gordon for for not for not able to swing a good trade for Gordon, and then not having Gordon was the killer. Not turning down that trade. I don't know that right. that that's the big difference maker for the team. So I right. even, even though we'll debate it. That's actually not let me, really. The let issue. me let me get Jimmy on this one more time. Yeah, Jimmy, would you rather have Turner or Thompson? All things being equal, or or or, or what? <laughs> yeah, that Thompson means Turner and dropping. Well, no, it's one or the other. You couldn't get Thompson if you got Turner, so it really is one or the other here. So yeah, I probably still take Turner. I'm not gonna. I mean, I I haven't seen it enough from either guy to change my original opinion. And again, I like Thompson. But I think Turner has more upside. That's really what it comes down to. You don't. You think that Turner is just an $18 million shot blocker. I think that he's the guy that – and, again, what we said was that you're, you're only going based on Turner's past. You're not You're not accounting for the fact that maybe Brad Stevens can turn him into something more. I mean, isn't that half the reason why the Celtics brought Brad Stevens on as a coach? So that he can, like, take these players and make them better? Is that still a thing that Brad Stevens is capable of doing or not? Because if he is, then you can't just take – Turner for what he is. You have to assume that he can improve in three-point shooting, in um, his passing, or, you know, he's already an elite shot blocker, solid defender. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I still... It's and a with fair Thompson, point. Again, it's Thompson, a tough Thompson, call. Thompson's he may be past the point. Yeah. yeah, maybe he, he is. I mean, he may be past he, the point of turning into something else. This might be what he is. A good, and, a good and, weak side, a good, like, help side defender, weak side shot blocker. Um and unless that three pointer all of a sudden gets my, gets much better, he the, needs to yeah he needs to. And I'll, I'll keep okay. going back. That's, to why, this. that's why I'm that's why I'm bringing up like Anthony Bennett and like you know these these big men bust that were like in year three and people were like oh we're not quite sure you know those guys didn't up. make eighteen that's not million. Miles Turner man don't make it sound like he's a bust. The contract, the years, all that stuff matters when you're building the team. All things being equal, if you were just taking them and the contract didn't matter and the year, all that stuff, sure. But I, you know, he's got a pretty big second deal here, and that ended up mattering to them. That's the reason they didn't do it. So that contract, and- worst case scenario, that contract does expire before you need to resign Tatum or Brown. It's not like oh that great. Contract. So at the end of this whole window, they'll be off of it in four years. Well, no, I mean I'm just saying. I mean he's not going to hinder your resigning of anybody that you right it now. It will be freaking hilarious when we use the TPE to get Turner. Oh no way! <laughs> Last thing on Turner. He no, it'll be hilarious. And we're all right. We're all right, then. <laughs> then I'll be taking Jimmy's point. He played for Greg Popovich on Team USA with the Celtics, oh, and it was the same Team thing. USA. I'm going to oh keep going. Oh, my God. Back. 
Hold on, let's daddy. do this. Let's do this, guys. Let's do this. What's your favorite? I know it's sort of like a long shot, but favorite TPE options. I know it's early here, but Bobby, do you no, have one? I've done this. No Everyone wants Aaron Gordon, but we'll never get him. The Magic are better than we're giving them credit for, and they're not going to trade him. I don't like you, John. For nothing. I don't like you today. They're not going to trade him because the Celtics <laughs> don't have tradable assets. Damn, you shut that down. <laughs> but they don't have anything. Jimmy's right. You don't no, have tank. anything. Orlando the has TP to tank, 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 tank. It's a wrap. Like, this TP isn't working. Just sell them. The TPE gets you. Again, it's just people just think you wave this magic wand. The TPE right. gets you other people's garbage that they don't want to pay anymore, and they'd rather take that, that exception. Not or you roll it up with an asset or two to get something better. The problem is they don't have anything to attach was, to it. I was hoping Orlando was a unique situation. I don't think so. Not for Gordon. Why would they do that? Why they flip the script? If you're Orlando, would you do that? I mean, oh, no. unless there's something, really, there's something bad going on behind the scenes, that's the yeah. only thing I can think of. But unless yeah. they really so don't I like would, him. more likely, more likely to get Vucevic. Really? I think they'd more. I think they'd pick him over Gordon. You don't think so? They love Vucevic, and he's out. I feel like that's he's that's their so. like. Don't no, no touch him. That's why I thought maybe Gordon. You know, I don't know. Gordon, the thing on Gordon's going to be, does he keep this hot start rolling? He's on fire to start this year. That team's 3-0. and He's had hot starts before that have disappeared. Oh. This is Gordon with the Magic. Hey, Gordon. Oh, Gordon. Oh, that yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron yeah. Gordon. Yeah. So, so they got to, as Joe Sway said, I kind of imagine that team falling off a little bit too, but their coach is great. Their defense is awesome. They might make the playoffs. So are they selling oh, Gordon in that case? Maybe. So they're 3-0, and and they've looked outstanding. So we'll see. They've gone off to hot starts before and falling apart. But Gordon's one of my guys. Um, I'd watch the Spurs, too. Uh, DeRozan is on that kind of money. And if you can ship out some expiring assets that way, you stay under the tax. And LaMarcus well, Aldridge well, as well. I, that Spurs team is going to be good. Like that Spurs team's going to be bad, and they're entering that rebuilding mode. So I'd keep an eye on DeRozan or Aldrich out there. Uh, those are great players. If they're, they're coming off their bench, they're fantastic yeah, that's, players. That's, that's like two – I said Aaron Gordon. You said DeRozan. That's like 10 notches up. <laughs> like, I don't think that's – you know, but I, I'm with you. I, ideally, I guess. But I don't sure. Know. Yeah, I mean, if those guys you are out there, those great. But teams, again, yeah. I, I don't know who the Spurs are looking at your roster and saying, okay, DeRozan, yeah, we'll take playing well, too. So Aldrich isn't expiring. You could feasibly get him for free, like almost free, because he's not going to stay in. They don't want to keep him there, frankly, uh, unless they bring him back on very cheap. So that's a guy. Look, DeRozan's multiple years. They probably want to get a little more back for him. But uh, if you're not, if you don't have a lot to offer and you're playing this too big lineup that they are right now, I mean, that's my new guy that I'm keyed in on now that Aaron Gordon is uh, looking pretty good and the Magic are looking pretty good with him. We'll see, though. Everything's so early. Could the Spurs be a surprise team? They were last year. Could the Magic make the playoffs again? They've done it a couple years in a row. Yeah, there's, so. there's a lot of weird things going on. Is Terry Rozier the best player in the NBA? Possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so predictions that haven't gone my way. The Nets will not be going 20-0. <laughs> no, no, they won't. Absolutely they not. The, wow, where did that come are from? They, the Hornets? Are they, are they still the best team Gordon ever Hayward. Assembled? I gotta watch that game. I'm hoping NBA TV repeats it tomorrow. Yeah, looked like a good one. Roger 19, Hayward 28. It's the 19 Celtics party down there. Yeah, who else would Celtics lose and and prosper elsewhere? I guess we'll find out. Whoever they trade for the 
Oh, I'll just get somebody, Jimmy. You can't start it like that, bro. <laughs> no, I'm asking, like, who else, who else could they lose? I mean, who's it going to be next? I don't know. Maybe, Al Horford uh, down in Oklahoma getting the win early this year, an upset Yeah. Win. He was he was balling out. They're 1-0. I mean, that's, that's about it. I mean, unless Kelly O gets a hot streak. I think Al had, a, Al had a grisly stat line a couple games ago. 13 rebounds, though. So it was like 0 for 3. Yeah. And they won that game against the Hornets, though. They're 1-0, so. Yeah. Garden Report is brought to you by Legends. Looking for a great holiday gift for your husband, boyfriend, son? Looking for new brands? Well, try the Legends brand, one of the best brands out there for men's athletic apparel based in Los Angeles. The products are high quality, all the performance features that you would expect as an athlete, a style and comfort that makes for all-day wear. You've got the Hawthorne Tech hoodies for joggers, perfect fit, won't break the bank. A lot of top athletic brands charging 100 or more for hoodies and sweats. Legends hoodies and joggers are 75 bucks. Okay. So once again, Legends brand, go to legendsbrand.com backslash Horford. Use the code Horford20. Once again, legendsbrand.com backslash Horford. Use the promo code Horford20 to get 20% off on your next purchase. Do it today. Once again, legendsbrand.com backslash Horford. Promo code Horford20 for 20% off your next purchase. Uh, let's get back to this game, though. Payne Pritchard, we didn't talk about him. Outstanding. So Aaron Neesmith's kind of missing in action right now, but uh, Payne Pritchard, well, Jeff Teague's been struggling mightily. Zero shot makes in the last two games. Comes out and hits five straight shots to start this game. Uh, drilling deep threes, hitting off the catch. Uh, dumps in the lane, assisting to the big men. He kind of gets in there under the big trees and dishes out little dumps to Rob and others down there. Uh, this could be your backup point guard, it's looking like right now. <laughs> you sound excited, man. That's not good. Great. You know, he's developing. And yeah, of course, back to his that, but is yeah, that a threat? Like, is that a threat? What John is alluding to is, is like these aren't good signs of a contending team because, you know, we don't know if this is going to bridge the gap enough for Kemba. But that gap. You know what, though? I'll say this. It could be bigger than we expect. But here's the thing. You got to be hey, maybe it takes Jeff T. Got it. You guys got so excited about Jeff T. Guys, on opening night. Guys who guys who are drafted where Pritchard is drafted, where Robert Williams was drafted. You're lucky if they're still in the league in a few years. OK, mm -hmm. the, 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 the bust rate is very high there. So to get a serviceable pro at that point in the draft is a massive victory. So if Peyton oh. Pritchard is. Oh actually a viable backup point guard in the nba that's a that's a home run uh, uh at yeah. that point in the draft even if williams williams tonight played one of his best all-around games in a bit but if williams is able to give you 15 to 20 minutes as a backup big and you're not terrified to leave him on the court in certain situations like they were during the playoffs last year that's also a huge win you know those guys aren't putting you over the hump but you need to hit with some of those so it's good to have those guys too it's just relying on Peyton, Peyton Pritchard. This is the second time in three nights he's led the bench in minutes. That's kind of scary. He led the team in plus minus tonight. So yeah. like, but you know, it's twice in three games. He's played more than he's played more minutes than anybody on the bench. And we keep hearing about this tough competition they're playing. He's stacking up against say Indiana's got a good bench. Brooklyn's bench is outstanding. He didn't play as well. But in that does, that, game. does that speak this? The answer is probably both. But does that speak to how well Pritchard's been playing or how, how desperate this team is for viable NBA caliber bodies? It's, it's, right it's now? Uh, Jimmy, he's look, he's looked NBA great, hasn't he? <laughs> First yeah, it was no, Ross, but now it's NBA caliber. 
<laughs> he, he's looked like he belongs in the NBA since the first preseason game. We were basically like, wow, it looks like this guy's kind of a gamer. Like they may have actually have something here. The Celtics did reach a little bit for him because they knew they were going to trade away their 30th pick. So they knew that they wanted to take him um, a few spots, maybe earlier than what a lot of people expect where they expected him to go. So, I mean, I, I like the fact that they may have something there. He's an end of rotation guy or a middle of you know, Hold on, I just want to say this real quick before I go. You guys have zero pace. No, no, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's kind of What the hell is so damn talking funny? about, Joe Sway? Pritchard had a great game. I'm not saying he didn't have a great game. He did a third game, and he won the team in it's not 2015, Bobby. This isn't like the this is like year eight of Brad Stevens. It's like oh my god, but I have to apologize for time, man. How many times we've we been through this? It's like okay, why am I? Then why am I apologizing for Jeff Teague? How's he moving the needle? He's I mean, a veteran. <laughs> you really think he's not going to score 20 points tomorrow night or next game? Like, you know he's going to bounce back. He's a veteran. He's an established scorer. Pritchard, to, to John's yeah. point, Pritchard playing all these minutes. What do, you think that's, what do you think that means for the next game, Bobby? He's probably not going to do much or he's going to do less. You know, it's 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 going to fluctuate, all right? He's a young player. I, I just – look, I, I'm not saying Pritchard playing well this early is a bad thing. I'm like, okay, it's great. Yeah, it's good. you got a serviceable, serviceable backup. But where are we talking in the grand scheme of things, you know? I mean, in the meantime, yeah, it's good. But, you know, again, Jeff T's going to bounce back, so we'll see how that goes in the second unit goes. But it's just like to go like, oh, man, Pritchard played great. It's like, yeah, he played well, but – is this where the Celtics? Is this where you thought the Celtics would be? That you'd be excited after Game Three? That the rookie that was drafted knew, in the second round went off. Like. You knew where they'd be. Kemba's out. The bench is young. The leaders of the team are still getting used to their roles. And Tatum, Brown, both looked like high-level facilitators tonight in that first half. So they're acclimating. This guy's better than Teague. I, I think the Celtics are in a pretty bad position right now in terms of their roster, and they're handling it well against tough teams. So one and two, it's not your ideal start, but there's a ton of great signs right now on this team to be able to get by. Like, you know, I think overall through three games, is it above your expectations or below your expectations? It's a little above mine. It's around my expectations. It's around it. Yeah. And honestly, they're, around. they're, they're, a, they're a lucky, they're a lucky yeah. Tatum shot away from being 0-3 to start this year. So, I mean, you're, you're – perspective might be a little bit com or completely right. different I mean, if that shot doesn't go down that shot again not to not to, yes. not to go over that all over again right. but i mean real quick one more guy here he goes Josue. he goes Josue. what are they gonna talk about that's my problem we just, we just like three guys to talk about and pritchard is one of them thank you to my point <laughs> that's a problem guys pritchard's like the fourth best player on this team this is a that's problem what i said from a talent but, perspective right now it is scary that pritchard yes. absolutely Yes, Jimmy, you can speak. No, I'm just that's what John yes, and I sorry. were saying all offseason when Celtics fans were like, Oh, we're excited for you know, all you mm -hmm. know, this guy and that guy. It's like, are we, are we just like delusional here? Or are we just not seeing the roster that we're all seeing? Because we said the whole time, like, they're gonna have trouble scoring based on the fact that if Kemba's out and now we know he is, like, you're gonna have a ton of trouble scoring. Thank God Pritchard is a somewhat capable player because I don't know who the hell would be playing those minutes if it wasn't for him. I mean, we'd really be going deep into the uh, the rotate, where we the depths of that lineup. So everything we're talking about tonight goes back to Neesmith. He's got to get out there soon. I, just get out there. They need to be able to get him into action, start integrating him. 
they they need him at some point. That's your fourteenth pick. I don't think I don't think that's the move, Robbie. I don't. I, I think you have to play a little tough love here. You know, guys like Shemi's been there for a while. I know people are crazy about him, but if you're Brad Stevens, that's I don't think that's a great look. The way Shemi's been playing, at least the first couple of games, he didn't do a whole no, lot. No, it's it's, it's it's fair, Joe. It's, it's a terrible look if Brad would just say, you know what? Yeah, you've been playing good. You've been here for the last three years. Screw it. Bring Doesn't it to work matter. Here. You've it's, got. You got to win. You got to win. Why you can't? Bobby's right. He, he's giving you two solid out of three games compared to Neesmith, who hasn't even seen the floor yet. But you I know think where you're going. Longer. You know where you're going with Semi. You got to get. You're, I said this before the season started. Romeo's hurt, but ultimately the guys who you're going to need to be to get to that level are going to be Romeo and Neesmith. Because of the no, only I'm one. with you, John. I think you get Neesmith there. I don't know eventually and soon and quickly, but I don't know if you just throw him in there in game four, and give him give him everyday minutes. It's that seems drastic and, and, and still kind of early, you know. Well, what worries me right now is that Brown and Tatum are doing a fantastic job facilitating. Five assists for Tatum tonight. His turnovers are still high, but Brown has been way better than expected in that area. And yeah. they're both getting killed by guys missing open threes off of them, whether it's Grant, Tice, uh, Semi. Like they need a guy who can catch and shoot off them, and Neesmith yeah. fits that bill. Right. And they're not defending well anyway. The other options have them last in the league in defense. So I was with yeah, you. I Joe mean, against the Pacers, they didn't look good. That's true. I, I yeah. was with you, Joe Sway. If the defense was horrid in practice, if uh, his conditioning's not there, all that stuff—they're valid excuses for not throwing him out there. With what we've I seen, mean, you throw him out there. But what do you, you want to see him play twenty plus minutes? Like, what do you mean? You just say no, throw him out there. I, I just, I just want to see him get in the game and. Okay. Play off yeah. of the starters That's in rotation. And, and, and as Bobby said, I'd like to see him get out there. But not garbage time. Don't give him garbage time. I want something legit. You know. People who can facilitate, as he said. Exactly. If, if, Tatum, right. if Tatum and Brown are penetrating and kicking, you do want to see them kick it to somebody who can goes down and that's that does he's a professional shooter. Oh, I thought you were trying to put him in the rotation like for good. No, no, he's just gotta get out there. I, and I'd like to see him John wants immediately. To. <laughs> I'd like to see him guaranteed 10, 12 minutes a game right now. Well, he's some a shooter. The only way you're going to get, you ten minutes a game? get good is to get your reps in. Just yeah. for now. Shooter, shooter shoot. Shooter, yeah, shoot. And they they drafted him for that reason, to play off those wings, to space the floor. And you know what? You listen to Brad and what, and what he's talking about right now. He says, we're too clogged up. Well, you're starting two big men. It, like, <laughs> everything they're doing right now would be aided by Neesmith. And yeah. It's tough to fit him in. I haven't seen every rookie up and down. I haven't seen what every rookie up and down the the board has done, but I feel like several of them up until where Neesmith was drafted and in and around him um, are getting minutes uh, consistently. Even like Precious, for example, on a, on a deep heat team, 16 minutes a game, you know, that's the, you know, it's for him to get zero is means something's wrong with him right now. And again, it could be conditioning, it could be defense, but to me that's doghouse material. Like you have yeah. to be you have to be doing something really wrong. Like he's doing something bad in practice really 14 bad. Yeah. Overall and not even to be a consideration to get into the game on a team that is talent deficient right now. That that's to what me I was say. that worries like we said in the preseason when Brad's like he's, he's either, not going to come in. Right. That either he doesn't get it at all or he came in so not ready to play NBA basketball that Brad's just like, forget about this guy right now, you know, that he's mm-hmm. not even close. And that, or he's so overwhelmed, the game's too fast. I, I don't know what it is, but the fact that he can't sniff the court is concerning. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of everything, John. And I also think it's it's it's, it's the competition as well. Like, he's not putting him in Christmas Day against Brooklyn or garbage time he did, or 
the pacer. People can feel a certain way about the pacer. This is a tough matchup. That's what Brad said. Yeah, that's what he I, said. And that might be I an think with board, you have Cleveland. You have Cleveland coming up. You know, you have other you know teams that or Chicago. You know, maybe Detroit. You know, teams that he could get more reps in. But I just think he's sort of getting him in gradually, and, and I think it could be a testament to what he said before the before the season even started, the preseason, when he's like, "Man, this guy might not even see the floor yet. Like he's he's not there at all." And we don't know if that was either a little bit of health related or it was because he's just not up to speed with the offense and and the way the Celtics are doing things. So I'm looking up and down the draft board, John, right now. Most of the impact guys so far went above Neesmith. Um, you have your precious. You have uh, Desmond Bain, who's been playing okay. Theo Maladon's that second-round guy who's been getting some runs. Sadiq? What about Sadiq? Sadiq, not really. Just wave um, guy. Yeah, not much from him so far. So, I mean, you're honestly, if we're talking plus 14, Payne Pritchard's been – the best, if not the second best late round guy out of all the rookies so far, Desmond Bain, Theo Maladon, the only guys that compare. Uh, so the picks look okay so far uh, in the early returns. Precious, if you wanted a big man, maybe go in that direction, but Rob looks good right now. They just got to get him out there somehow. Is it? Is it the conditioning? Is it the play calls? I mean, Brad had said he was throwing off play calls. Like he wasn't understanding them. I, the, right. No. It, it's like, why? That why one's we... probably not it because he went to Vanderbilt. But, no, just you know. like he just showed up and he just, like, basketball okay. isn't his thing. Why are we bending over backwards? <laughs> yeah. We're bending over backwards to try to yeah. find a reason that this wow, guy you guys might not be ready. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone here it's is like, really oh, good. <laughs> oh, we can only we like he did play in a bad conference. We're only gonna put him in against bad teams. Like, no, like that's not how it works. Like, just put him in. Like, you draft I him know, because but... you obviously like what he can offer you. So, like, put him in the game. Don't wait until you're playing the yeah. Chicago Bulls. Or I the guess Oakland what I'm saying Bulls is like I sort Thunder. of trust. I sort of trust Brad's like opinion on this. You know, with the with the first round Ricky, who he's only spent a couple of a few weeks with, and he's not comfortable putting him. All right, Brad, I'll take your word for that. You know, no. I don't understand why. Like, are it's we going to get upset after three right games? This way. It's concerning that, that that's the case. Right. Brad, right. Brad I I'm get it. Bobby's, like, Bobby's making it sound like, like Brad's crazy for not no, putting him in. I I'm think like, if Whoa. he's not playing, there's absolutely every reason for him not to be playing. Not to put him in. It's just bad news that he's not, that he can't get right. in here with these guys. Yeah. Because this is not the Lakers. Like you, you need you need role players right now more than anything. And this guy can't even sniff the court for thirty seconds. Yeah, we we said it last game. When things start going rough, I mean they're one and two now. That's not too rough, but they'll go to them in time when they really need to break glass and find a rotation guy to help right. them out and uh, start to break up these lines. Because we're all in agreement. Is this two big man thing going to work? Like maybe to start a game and go eight minutes, but it's really just been a disaster so far. It was minus 14 coming into tonight. It doesn't play a lot of minutes. It doesn't set much of a tone. And in your transition defense, as we've mentioned, damage, it doesn't feel like Tice plays as much as he could out of that. So I don't know how long they're going to stick with that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I am curious too. You know, there's there's going to be teams doing loads load management. Uh, Celtics have a back to back coming up with a Tuesday with Indiana and then uh, home for Memphis. Um, I'm I'm wondering if some guys are going to sit uh, one of these games. So Tatum and Brown uh, are a little bit low. They're not running those guys forty plus minutes. So you're right. Those could be guys that get rest. Uh, yeah. Thompson is probably due a rest in one of those two games. So. You're right. Good What's thing you get Robert minutes. And the NBA yeah. came out and said that you you're not allowed to rest guys anymore, right? 
Well, guys can, always, games. guys can always have a sore back. Didn't they say for national televised games you had to like national, dick quit? something like that? That's pretty <laughs> unfair to like good teams that are on na- national TV a lot more than like shitty teams. I, 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 it's a wild. When I mean, you're cramming games here to begin with, you're playing back to backs. You're playing every other day, in most cases. Um, I just like the NBA's. I think <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. It feels like well. You know what they did? They, they did some good pats on the back for the players in the bubble, and now they got to make their money back. So you're going out right. there with your sore knee on national TV. You're traveling. Right, right. There's no bubble this year. Like it's everything we saw in the bubble in terms of goodwill is just the other way now because they got to pay those bills. I I know um, where Tatum, we're Tatum real quick. Tatum on his last shot. Um, takes full responsibility for poor final play. That was on me. Um, that, that 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 he, you know, bad decision, bad shot. Okay. Fair enough. I should have put more pressure on the defense. And this is a <laughs> yeah. game. This is a game they they kind of needed. You know, you're gonna see Oladipo on Tuesday, and then that back to back. You don't want to start one and four here as they possibly could. They need like we talked about on opening night against the Bucks. Every chance you have to get a win here while the going's rough early in the year, you got to scrap that out. And forget Neesmith, forget these rotations. They were in control in that first half. They threw this game away with the most horrid turnovers you can imagine. Teague stepping out of bounds on the sideline late in transition. Pritchard lining up out of bounds on a catch-and-shoot three. I've never seen anything like that. The turnovers were just ridiculous tonight. And this is the story of this team. Their offense is good. Their offense is okay. If you undermine that with turnovers, not only is your defense going to be even worse than it probably looks, uh, but your offense is just going to be completely undermined. Their offense is okay. Their defense has been terrible. Yeah. And you're giving up turnover to a team that wants to run like this Pacers team. How has Marcus Smart looked to you guys for three games? I thought he was very good tonight. thought he was was better tonight. I, I, I don't think he's been very good. Well, game one, he took three shots, and they—I mean, I thought he played his role interesting, and I—I I, I had no issue with how he played in game one. I game think he's two, doing what we want him to do. Yeah, yeah, I have no issues with him. I mean, again, he's—he's not—he's not like—I wouldn't say he's stepping up if that's what you're looking for um, <laughs> right now, but he's not hurting them. Um, he's just kind of, sort of, I guess, just another another player on the team that might need to take it up a notch to make up for, you know, not having Kemba and not having a deep bench. Um, I don't think there's – We thought we were going to see what – I mean, Bobby, you were talking about him averaging 18, 19, 20 points a game this year with Kemba well, out. You guys all yelled at him for shooting so much. We so did. now he doesn't want to do it anymore. We did. We Please. made, him, we made No, I, I really like how they're looking. We imagine, we imagined a team last year where Jalen steps up into his position and Smart becomes more of an off-ball shooter. And for the three games into that plan, they're actually looking pretty solid in terms of Jalen being the on-ball guy and then them finding Smart on the perimeter. It's going to be tough right away for him to get volume off catching shoots and them to find him consistently. But you find him eight times in this one. He had that finish down the stretch when he got off the ball, the tough floater. Uh, he hits two out of four threes. I thought this was like your perfect smart night if you could imagine him in this new role. It so. is, it is, and again, it's we're gonna keep going back to it. Yeah, you know, you talked about the um the 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 minutes here. Uh, this is what's gonna be frustrating with this team right now, with its lack of depth. Is 
I mean, Jalen and Jason playing like low 30s, mid 30s, they're not going for these W's. You know, like we saw what Milwaukee did on night one when they played their three top players 40 minutes apiece. Celtics are not doing that. And that means 22 from 23 from Grant, 23 from Pritchard, 22 from Teague. Crazy minutes to guys. The disparity in the level of talent between the guys getting 33 minutes and the guys getting 23 minutes is an enormous gulf. And that's what's happening right now is uh, Brad's clearly not going to blow out his uh, his his best players. That's going to result in some L's like this, you know, um, and it's going to be frustrating to watch it. Yeah, and that's where late game execution comes into play. Yeah, You have small margins. Things are tight. Games swing back and forth. You're not a team that can take control and blow another team out. It's going to come down to those last few minutes a lot here. Yeah. You're one for two. Probably need to dig this one out. They had all the opportunities to forget the shot, like just the turnovers and the Bosch plays down the stretch. And even that missed throws. Yeah. The Rob, yeah, they, beat themselves. Yeah. they beat themselves in a lot of ways here. It was still a winnable game. Um, I guess we're right back at it again on Tuesday. Go ahead, Jimmy. Let's get final thoughts here and wrap it up. Well, before my final thought, I, there might be one way to fix this. This is your offense. penultimate thought. You got yes, this thought, and then you want a final thought. There might be there might be one way to fix the offense. And I was up late last night watching a little basketball. I know Bobby was up late. Breaking watching, down films. <laughs> I know Bobby was up late watching James Harden as well. Uh, 44 points, 17 assists. He may be a little overweight, but he still looks like, you know, <laughs> one of the most unbelievable offensive players in the NBA. Um, those rumors are still out there. And more more games like that, I think you're going to hear louder and louder, uh, I don't know, whispers or rumors or whatever you want to call it, whether it's from fans or what, that are going to be saying, Celtics need to do something here. And James Harden's available. And listen, Celtics traded for KG. You know, they traded for Kyrie. Danny Ainge, we know that he's not shy or scared to, to you know, do something crazy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely rule it out. I just wouldn't. I'm not it's saying I want it to happen, but I wouldn't rule it out. Well, let me ask you this. This started dancing in my head because it's hard to make a deal for Harden work and everybody automatically assumes it's Jalen Brown. Uh, but what if Harden sticks with Houston for a while because it, it they can't make that deal and we start getting closer to the trade deadline and Kemba comes back? Um, is Kemba in play uh, there? Why would Houston want him? Yeah. This, is my, this is my thing. Brown's off the table. He looks too good. He's part of the core. He signed long term. I'm blown away by his play, Frank, early on here. I wouldn't move Agreed. him. And then all of a sudden, you can't do a deal here. Like all right, then it's Tatum. No. <laughs> uh, no. That's the problem. It's really you any, need a third team. anybody who calls Boston, they want Tatum or Brown. Danny hangs up immediately. Then you can't do a trade. So there's yeah, no right. trades. That's that's the thing is that this is where. The right. best thing, the, the thing Boston has of most value that they can trade is nothing. It's a thing. It's a piece of paper that has a number on it. That's the most valuable <laughs> asset. It's an IOU. It's, it's, it's an IOU. <laughs> That's their most valuable asset. I'm, I'm glad a loss. Uh, where Harden scored a bunch of points against a bad defense in the regular season, changed his image. Uh, that's pretty good for him right there. So 17 assists. That's the part that I can't times, man. He was a wild, wild shot. Still he, was, he did have the turnover. Was, to, he, 
to to be to have a game like that as out of shape as he is he's always and, done that <laughs> but, i mean that was such an fu game it was like watch i'm gonna show up i'm gonna eat a bucket yeah. of chicken wings before i friggin' take the court he's incredible okay? in that aspect yeah. yeah i'm gonna leave pieces of it in my beard so you guys can see it and then i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna score 44 points and drop 17 assists okay i'm not gonna play a lick of defense because why pretend and I'm just going right. to leave that out there for you guys to talk so, about. I, I'm interested, though, because there has been a lot of noise. And you always wonder, where's that come from? Like, Boston's name pops up originally. Now he's on his preferred destinations, which is actually shocking. Like, you wouldn't think Boston would be where Harden wants to be, given Tatum, uh, given the city, like the situation here. Not, not, a, not the best strip club city, Boston. So... You know, where, where's that come from? Why does he want to come here? Why are the Celtics so connected? Like, there is some smoke and noise here, and I don't know who's Frozen uh, cons list. It's, Winning it's culture. Houston, man. It's Houston. Winning Houston culture. Good coach. Couple young superstars. Cons. Not enough strip clubs. <laughs> Good point, Joe Smith. Hard and cold. He's not on the list. Cold. Not enough strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Deal breaker. Man. Sorry, there's nothing we could do. Where we got to talk to Marty. Hey, Providence. Hey, Marty. I was waiting for when you guys to bring it up. Uh, Jimmy, 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 read my mind. You can go down to Providence, kid. You can ride down. <laughs> go down south. Yeah, go down to Providence. Go to Peabody, Golden Banana. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> he knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, Rule One. There's a couple on there, right? That's a, Rule One. That's a, so can, that's, a, that's a hometown staple. I've been told. So I've been told. Yeah, we we had we 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 used to have the combat zone as a commenter uh, put in here. That might be before. That's before a lot of you guys. But now the food. The food's a key aspect, as we know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if Yo, the. Food I didn't know eating at a strip club was a thing, man. I don't know. If that's I don't know. If that's the move, guys. I think in Atlanta. Wow. Is that intriguing this destination for him? Uh, all things because considered. of the strip clubs, right? Well, not only that, but the team. Like, would you not trade Trey Young for James Harden? That's becoming Never. like the big thing right now. No, oh, wow, God, I no. would, I would. No, because Young's five nine, can't defend at all. Doesn't and matter. The whole team's built around him. He's I think twelve cool. years old. You got him for the next uh, controllable for the next seven yeah. eight years. No yeah. way. And they you know love are the you reason don't trade stars under 25. You just don't do it. I think right. you don't if trade you established stars. You trade guys who might be stars. You trade Jalen Brown two years ago. You don't trade him now. You know what I mean? You just well, don't do yeah, it. You know, with all the conversation we've had here, what this is going to lead to, John, is him staying there. And you look at last night, that team actually looks pretty fun. Christian Wood's awesome. Uh, they're a playoff team out there. I think it makes sense to just keep them for this season and, you know, figure that out later, trade deadline or whatever. Like, you know they're a pretty good team right now, and eventually the noise breaks. By the way, wow, he looks shorter than me. Young is six one. He's kind of yeah. Skinny I was say, I'll get six feet, right? Six yeah. feet probably. Yeah. And he's kind of besides that. I think a little bit of denial there in Atlanta is always going to be. We had Luka Doncic, but we ended up with someone pretty good instead. You know, we gotta we gotta roll with him and try kind of ride this one out. That team just doesn't blow me away with him being the centerpiece as much. I mean, he's 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 a brilliant offensive player. He's he's Isaiah Thomas yeah, at his height, right? He's, he's electric too. 
he is. He, he's in a, it's it. You know, unfortunately, he's always going to be. He, he might always be known as. Well, he won't always be. I mean, only Bobby, me, but he, he scored, was in the trade for for Luca. But he I scored mean, I thirty freaking points player. a game last year in his second year in the NBA. You know how many people have done that in their second year in the NBA? Yeah, the offense is electric. One, <laughs> and and then part of this is that team they haven't built anything around him to help mitigate his weakness and his defenses, and it's like an Isaiah Thomas level weakness, as uh, you know, some people have said about him. I would I would think about it strongly because that flip out all of a sudden the boost you get from Harden there, like that's that's a destination that makes sense for him uh, in my mind. But who knows if you want to ride this out with Young? What's he? Nineteen, twenty years old. I guess it's the same reason you ride it out with Tatum and Brown. Ride it out with, with, a, with a teenage all-star? Yeah. Ride it out bad. with a 20-year-old averaging 30 <laughs> points a game. And I Rondo guess I'll and off that out. Uh, that's tough. Good luck. It's different. It'd be a different story if you were trading for a well-rounded player instead of just another guy who's pure offense. But you've got pure offense and he's 20 years old versus pure offense who probably doesn't really want to be there. Is it has a, a bunch of baggage and is 31 years old with only one year left on his contract. I just don't even think that's a conversation. Trey Young. I, I don't know why Atlanta would ever entertain that. It's a fair point. They're going to see the new addition. You're not that. improving anywhere. You're going to bring in another offensive player in a team that already has a crazy amount of offensive talent. So, so let's let's see how it goes. They paid, spent a bunch of money this offseason. They added some role guys who could feasibly help them. But if they're headed for 19, 20 wins again, like they were last year, I mean, what are you what are you doing down there? Like it's just not moving in the way it should be at this point. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get our final thoughts here. The bottom line here, I think the 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 what we've learned after three games, um, if anything, on this team is that Tatum and Brown aren't enough, um, and this team is going to be like this, um, kind of a middle of the pack ish playoff caliber team in the Eastern Conference, um, but. This is also the type of team that I don't think they're walking into any building in the in the East, save for one or two, and and guaranteeing a W without it without a solid effort. Okay, they don't have enough talent to just look at the Cavs three and O Charlotte. You think they could just walk in there and beat them on any given night? Even the Knicks, you know, uh, the uh, yeah. the bottom feeders here are a little bit better. Which yeah. means you're going to have to work for a lot of your W's. The Celtics do not have enough talent on this team to just walk into a building and win because they're the Celtics. Tatum and Brown are not enough right now. And you need Kemba sooner rather than later, or you need other guys you're not getting it from to develop. That's the through three game assessment. Obviously, things change. I, I do trust in Brad to maximize what he's going to get out of these guys. That's something that he is better at than anybody, which is you're. If you looked around the league and any other team played uh, Jeff Teague, Pey Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams, and Grant Williams 20-something minutes each and, and were able to stay competitive in a game, you'd be like, wow, that's quite an accomplishment. And that's what Brad was able to do tonight. So he's mixing and matching as best as he can, but they're short. They're short. Right. And I think you're going to see this team obviously drop a handful of games, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, John. I think they're definitely in the middle of the pack playoff-wise. But that might not necessarily be the case in terms of how far they go through the postseason, right? So I, I think this whole time Brad Stevens has to get this group ready. You know, obviously start incorporating Kemba when that happens, February or whatever, right? Hopefully. And then go from there. But I, I don't know if necessarily, you know, whether it's a TPE or whether it's a combination of that and Kemba, like I don't know if it's if they're 
doomed, you know, it's like long term. I, I know a team that also used to carve out wins, used to really, you know, fight for wins and, and picked up momentum right before or right at the trade deadline and, and finished the season strong and pushed all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was the Miami Heat. You know, they were a fifth seed. There's nothing wrong with being a fifth seed for the season. There's just a lot of ifs, though. There's a lot of question marks. I'm with you, John. It doesn't look great. But I think this is an important stretch right here. The Clevelands, the Detroits, another game against the Indiana Easters. We're going to maybe see a lot. We're going to find out a lot more about this team identity-wise. We're spoiled, Josue. It was an embarrassment of riches in terms of talent for a long time. Yeah, because we got, we got, you know, we were like all-star after all-star point guard, you know, coming in. all the new. Is that what you mean? Like the last couple of seasons? Everything. I mean, even last year, you know, you've got four. You, you have just so many all-star caliber players. I mean, a couple of years prior. 20 plus scores, right. Yeah. You know, the year the, before that, Rose, Rosier with Irving and Marcus Morris and Jalen and Jason and Hayward and Horford. I mean, ridiculous amount of talent on this yep. team where you're just like, Jesus, how do you manage these minutes? And then last year, you were top-heavy. Yeah, I started seeping out. You knew you had some bench, but it's just it's just less and less, you know, and that's the issue. Yeah, and we'll see how this year goes for Hayward. It's off to a great start down there in Charlotte. You see the potential, the how much game he has left. He said he was in his prime. That's the reason I want to keep him. You know, John ideally want to keep him too. This team would be looking pretty good right now. I would have paid him Hayward. anything. Yeah, you'd be looking fantastic with him here right now. So we all laughed a little bit at that injury. Now he's right out there beating the Nets. I mean, that that's that's a kind of a prove it to start the year to lead yeah. a win over the Nets. So. I thought I thought I thought among all of the things that everyone was saying was he's not worth that to this team he was absolutely worth whatever he got in Charlotte and because and you cannot, made that offer so, yeah you will not with any with a trade exception or anything else you're able to do will not come close to getting a player of his talent over the course of these next couple of years because you just don't have ways to get there unless you hit a home run in the draft somewhere which is possible but it's not coming to you any other way and so but Gordon was there if they if there's anything they could have done, I. But again, I don't think it was money with him. Obviously. Not here. He wasn't coming here. And uh, this is this is the sport. Like whether it's ego, whether it's the calf, whether it's a like. There's always something there to break up a team that looked as idealistic as the Celtics did last year. To have Hayward as your fourth option, to be that offensively loaded at the top, you got to take advantage of that moment. And to see what they have now, when you were two wins from the NBA finals is tough. Like you really got to maximize your moment and good things don't last too long in this league. Uh, Jimmy legit final thought now. Well, you guys had a lot of good thoughts that I share with you. I mean, I'm in bottom line is I'm in wait and see mode. Uh, I'm not surprised by really much that I've seen over the first nope. few games. So I'm in wait for Kemba and see what you got mode, because that's going to be the difference in the, and then you get Kemba back and he's 90%. That's the biggest addition that, you know, anyone in the NBA can really say that they're going to get at that point in the season. So that's what the Celtics need. They're going to be top heavy again, um, just like they were last season, which is a little bit less um, top heavy because they lost Gordon Hayward. And you got to hope that, you know, Thompson and Teague can sort of carry whatever load that they can carry and that maybe uh, a young guy can step up, whether it's Rob Williams, Romeo, if he comes back. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. That's not really going to change for the next six to eight weeks. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. That's I'm it. With you. Celtics lose to the Pacers. 108-107. Jason Tatum heaves a 70-footer. Um, <laughs> yeah. His bad. Hey, his bad. Didn't hit the back <laughs> this time, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Tatum, Tatum, yeah, little hero ball didn't go his way. Um, one and two, same two teams run it back. This time Indiana will have Victor Oladipo, and the Celtics will have the same exact players they had tonight. Um, <laughs> so, Kemba on the sidelines. With no Kemba. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's what we got. Um, we will wrap it. We will talk to you guys on Tuesday. We got games we coming up. Sponsor, Tuesday, John? All right. Can't forget them. I forgot. Just wait, what are you wearing? I got the white one. The white heart one this time. All about it. <laughs> he's, he's overloaded with them. Every Sponsored color. Legends. Legends Apparel. Legends. Legendsbrand.com. Use the code Horford20. 20% off your next purchase. You get cool sweatshirts. Uh, like, what's yeah. that one called again? The Hearthorn hoodie. <laughs> Joe's just wearing like this the whole time. Joe Sway has worn four. That's enough for this whole show, but they're all just hoarded in this house. You look like a snuggly little alien there, Joe Sway. (laughs) Especially like this, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You never looked better. You never look better than you do right now. But anyway, high quality apparel, already cheaper than you're going to get the same sort of stuff for. Uh, Plus, you get the 20% discount when you say Horford 20. Uh, It's still worth it. It's a really good purchase. The special's still running, so go for it now. Uh, Horford 20, uh, legendsbrand.com slash Horford. That's where you go in, plug in your discount, get your goods, get get your hoodies. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's the garden report for Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, Celtics blog, CLNS yeah, Media. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I sorry to say Josue from heavy.com um, uh, covering the Celtics there. Uh, we will uh, talk to you guys on Tuesday. Good night, everybody. Enjoy that win, guys. Please. Calling it.